Welcome, everybody, to the Behind the Rails podcast. I'm your host, Travis Miller of BoilerUpload.com. And with me this week for a twofer, as we're going to talk about both the Northwestern win and the Indiana game coming up due to it being Thanksgiving, is Purdue's all-time touchdowns leader, Corey Sheets. How you doing tonight, Corey? I'm on yourself, Travis. What's going on? Uh, not much. Uh, just trying to stay warm. Last two games I've been at have been extremely cold and windy. <laughs> this one's not about to be no different, so you might as well bundle up. <laughs> oh, I think it's supposed to be a high of like 50 in Bloomington on Saturday. I can I can live with that. So <laughs> that's high. <Woo. laughs> well, you're in Florida. You're you're a little spoiled right now. I understand that. Oh man, yeah. If I see 50, um, the heat is on. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you grew up in Connecticut. My cousin lived in Connecticut forever, and I know how it's like up there. So I don't blame you. <laughs> Then I spent time in Indiana, but um, like you said, I'm down here in Florida and I'm spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll have a bowl game down there your way this year. There's definitely a chance Purdue could be put in the, uh, I think it's the ReliaQuest Bowl now. It used to be the Outback Bowl. Uh, that That is a oh. possible bowl destination if things break well on Saturday. So. That's Orlando, right? Uh, Orlando's the Citrus. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're going to get to the Citrus. It's probably going to be Penn State, but uh, I think it could be down to uh, Purdue or Iowa for the uh, ReliaQuest there in Tampa. And I, I would like to go to that one. That would be a nice one. So, oh, is it here in Tampa? Yeah, there's one in Tampa. So, oh, I mean, they switch them around every year. Like it's it's hard to keep track of. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they get in Tampa, you're going to have to ask for tickets. You know this, right? Yeah, I, I definitely. I, I think I, I think they should be offered. I shouldn't have to ask. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is, is we're a step closer to that after a uh, – I think the best thing you could say about Saturday is we scored more points than the other team. Uh, I, I felt we benefited greatly from Northwestern not being good at offense, and that, that was good enough. So <laughs> – Man, I thought it was just me, and like watching that game, it was like, wow, I can see why they're one and nine, or one and ten now. <laughs> I think it was the third straight game their quarterback had thrown for less than a hundred yards, and by the by the second half, they were just running a modified wildcat where it was either the quarterback running or the running back running, and Purdue figured that out pretty quickly, thankfully, and uh, that w- they did enough, they got the win. I mean, it wasn't like it was much to figure out. <laughs> there are five wides. The guy with the, who catches the ball, he's going to run it. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody's going to block. Like, <laughs> whoever gets there first. <laughs> well, it reminded me of the two years ago, Purdue played Rutgers, and they did a similar thing where they just, they were going to, it was either the quarterback running or the running back running. And, it was good enough. They held, They set on the ball the entire second half, and we couldn't stop them. So, at least from that perspective, Purdue got better this week and uh, was able to get some stops and get off the field. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different feeling when you got the lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't really rush. You don't really care. They tackle you. Sure, it's okay. As long as that clock keep going. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and – uh, unfortunately, Devin Mockaby missed most of the game. Uh, I believe he's in concussion protocol, but uh, we're hoping he's you know all right and will be able to play this week. 
Purdue did at least stick with the running game, and uh, that at least kept the clock moving once they had the lead. And it's sad to say, Makovic was like, what? even Downing was starting to uh, worry me a little bit the way he was running. Yeah, it, it didn't really get a lot of traction. I think uh, Downing had 45 yards. Uh, I'm bringing up the stats right now. Yeah, he had 49 yards on 17 carries. That's three yards a carry. <laughs> and uh, Kobe Lewis, kind of his first extended action of the season, 42 yards on 11 carries. They they oh, broke a couple of runs and finished with 140 on the ground, but they're just there was not a lot of offense in this. So they just got ready, uh, Doru. <laughs> well, Doru's been hurt for a while. He's still hurt. Yeah, and I think he's still out with calf injury. So. Man, <laughs> but no, uh, no, nah, not we ain't gonna talk about him. He ain't play, but I, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed by any of them. It just seemed like it was just a let's play it safe. We got the lead. Let's not lose it. Right, and I think something we said that you go into halftime with a fourteen-three lead. And you don't do much the second half, but you don't give up a whole lot. I think their touchdown drive, I think they had, I think on the touchdown drive, they only went like 50 yards because they got it near midfield. Yeah, they got it at the 50. Um, So it's not like it was, you know, this long, arduous march or that they hit a big play. They kind of dinked and dunked their way down there and uh, eventually got in the end zone. So, uh, but other than that, they didn't do a whole lot the second half. I mean, and even when I drive, it wasn't like it was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking here. They had they did they somehow had an 11 play 28 yard drive uh, later in the second half. I'm not even sure how you do that, but you, you got a lot of penalties your way, <laughs> and you convert. And that was uh, that was the one where I believe it was Jack Sullivan got the sack right near midfield with about a minute and a half left. So they were they were across the 50 and they were down eight with the ball and about a minute 30 left. And Purdue was able to close it out. So hats off to the defense. Yes, I would agree. But it wasn't like this was a good office as a facer. Yeah, yeah. And, and really, it should have been a higher score because I'm sure you saw the uh, touchdown that was called back. What do you think about that? No, I missed it, to be honest with you. Oh, well, uh, it was early in the third quarter. Jalen Graham uh, <clears throat> picked him off, returned it about 50 yards, walk-in touchdown. Uh, but he started high-stepping at about the 25 and high-stepped the entire way. So that, that should tell you how open he was on the return scores easily mm-hmm. but the new ncaa rules are if you get a taunting flag on a clear play like that they take the touchdown off the board and it becomes a spot foul so purdue had a touchdown taken off the board they got the ball i think at the northwestern 35 and then they didn't do anything with it and they missed a field goal so on a play where they had a touchdown if they had just walked into the end zone they ended up getting no points on the drive. So that's that's one of those that makes the score look a little bit worse and everything's a little bit more mundane. If, if you just, you know, you go in the end zone, dance once you're in the end zone, you're fine. And it's 24-9 at that point. So That's crazy. Yeah. yeah I totally, but 
to even think about that, like, okay, so you could dance in the end zone, you just can't dance outside of the end zone. That's wow. Well, <laughs> and it's a case of if he started high stepping at about the five, he's probably fine, but he did it for like 25, 30 yards. I mean, <laughs> it was pretty obvious what he was doing. So I understand the Probably rule. <laughs> it, it was it was the right call by the rule. It doesn't mean it's not a dumb rule. Just give us the 15 yards, give us a touchdown. It's not like it prevented him. It's not like that's what he used to break open and score. No, he was going to score regardless. I mean, that's that's crazy. We saw how lax it is ago they are. We're celebrating nowadays. <laughs> Something like that. It's just like. That guy was just looking for something, and that was his perfect time to just throw a flag. There was no other reason for you to throw that flag. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it was it was the right call by the rule of – by the way the rule is set up. I still don't have to like it. <laughs> I bet you it was only one flag thrown, too. It was just one guy. Was yeah, like, but, and, and everybody's looking around like, oh, he's probably going to get the celebration penalty for that. And then sure enough, here it comes. But then everyone's like, okay, I don't think a lot of people realize that if you do it during the run back, it takes the touchdown off the board. So it, it just, uh, it wasn't good. It, it was not fun. <laughs> I bet you one person I know, uh, know the rule now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And the other, the unfortunate thing for Graham is it was it would have been his third defensive touchdown of his career, so he he loses a defensive touchdown. You know, you guys defenders love getting touchdowns like that, man. Hey, like my coaches used to tell me, it's still on film. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can go find it on on Twitter. Everybody's like, man, I can't believe they called this back. So fortunately, no, it didn't so cost us the game. <laughs> the play, the play might not have counted, but the pros. Some scout seeing you make that play. I'm sorry, I'm back. Ah, that's all right. We we just had to pause for a second there. Corey's dog started barking, so uh, that's why you got a bit of a blip in the audio. But but yeah, like you were saying, the the pros at least will see that on tape. And you know, the only thing that prevented it from being a great play was the was the high stepping. So. Fantastic play ends ends the scoring drive there early in the second half, and who knows what happens because that would have made the score twenty one three at that point, and kind of probably starts really tilting sideways for Northwestern there. So that's one of the reasons it was, it was still a close game. It wasn't like they was going to throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that because we can uh, probably turn to Indiana now and. The Hoosiers are coming in. Uh, they are off of a win, actually. They won in double overtime this past weekend against Michigan State, 39-31. And wow. they somehow broke football in this win because they were two of seven as a team passing for 31 yards. And they somehow put up 39 points. They didn't score a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> It looks like they they had a 34-yard touchdown run. They had a 79-yard touchdown run. They had an 88-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. So that, you know, special teams gave them seven. Uh, but, yeah, they, they just kind of hit on a couple of big plays. They got a touchdown uh, in the fourth quarter to tie it, 31-31. And then in the second overtime period, they were able to get a touchdown and keep Michigan State out of the end zone. But – 
It's not like Michigan State had a bunch of turnovers. They only had one. Michigan State had 29 first downs to Indiana's 11, and Michigan State gained 540 yards to Indiana's 288. So they broke math. <laughs> hey, you got to put the ball in the end zone. You got to put the ball in the end zone, no matter how many first downs you get. <laughs> yeah, they, they got the bigger number on the scoreboard. They got the 39, not the 31. That's all that matters. All that ever matters. <laughs> <laughs> and really, I can't complain. I've seen Purdue be on the losing end of games like that, too. So, You also seen them be on the winning side of that, too. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I've been a Purdue fan a long time. <laughs> Man. Who, who, uh, who has a bucket? Uh, we have the bucket currently. We won it 44 to 7 last year. Gotcha, gotcha. So we'll be taking it, and hopefully it'll just be visiting Bloomington on Saturday. Because uh, the Hoosiers, this actually broke a seven-game losing streak for them. They will not be going bowling. They they are playing just for pride. We will know by kickoff on Saturday if Purdue has a chance to win the Big Ten West because we need Iowa to lose to Nebraska on Friday for us to have any chance. So a lot of a lot of stake for this one, I think. That's big. Oh, excuse me. Oh, you're fine. Uh, that's that's big. Yeah. You get some good news during the game. It might make you play a little harder once you get the news. Well, what, we will know the night before because uh, Iowa and Nebraska are playing on Friday. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so they play Friday afternoon. Uh, regardless of what we do, we'll know by kickoff. So that, that will be – We'll, we'll either have everything to play for or just the bucket to play for. And, well, you get to eight wins, you can probably get one of those really nice uh, New Year's Day bowls, hopefully, too. That's always good. They play big – they pay big per diem. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> – You get the best once uh, after New Year's. Yeah. Because if you look at the standings right now, uh, you've got Michigan and Ohio State both undefeated. They are – Absolutely. One of them is probably going to the playoff. The other, uh, probably the Rose Bowl in their stead if they don't. And if it ends up being a close game between the two of them on Saturday, maybe both of them sneak into the playoffs. Uh, Penn State can finish 10 and 2. They are probably a lock for one of those Florida Bowl games. But if it comes down to the other Florida Bowl game in Tampa, you got Purdue's got a real shot of making that. It'd probably come down to Purdue or Iowa, which Iowa does have the head-to-head win over Purdue, so that gives them a bit of an edge. But you've got Iowa, Purdue, Illinois, and Minnesota all sitting there at seven and four going into this weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, just hey, you got to win. Yeah, got to win. You win. Don't matter what they do. Right. And this is actually one of the nicest parts about this is we already know you got a winning record for the year. And it is the first time since 2005 or yeah, 2006 and 2007 that we've had consecutive winning seasons. So we're going back to your time for the last time we had consecutive winning seasons. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) There were a lot of six and sixes in there with a bowl loss uh, that made it six and seven. So. Just think about that. Oh my God, I was so mad about that bowl bowl loss. Oh, <laughs> uh, what which, which one is that? The one in Florida. Oh, the one to Maryland. Yeah, that was. We didn't play well that game. 
I, I was so fed up with the season. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man, man, they took me out. I was on the sideline, like I'm ready to go home. I, I, my, <laughs> I was talking to my parents in the stands, like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Hey, I'm done with this. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was so much nonsense that season. And then uh, think, at that, wasn't that the year we played at Hawaii? I think it was. I believe so, yeah. But it can't be all bad if you get to go to Hawaii. You fly 10 hours to get your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many days did Tiller give you guys on the islands? Uh, it was enough. I don't, it was either two, one and a half, two days. Oh, that's not but, too bad, at least. I mean, unless you had your woman out there, you just out there with your family, just sightseeing and stuff, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least you got to go. It's it's nice out there. I like it out there. <laughs> it was fun. I could do it without. I, I was ready to go. Once that game was over, I was like, "All right, I'm, I'm over this." Like, and the floor's all the way out here. These these big Samoans, they come out here doing some crazy war, war cry dancing. Y'all don't even prepare us for that. Like, nobody told us, "Hey, before the game, they're gonna do this wild dance. Just be ready for it." Man, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I remember sitting that sitting in the stands and seeing that, and they were stomping their way. Right as you guys were running off the field, they were stomping at you, and it's like that was pretty cool to watch. And then, like I know you've said before on this podcast, the uh, yeah, but it's cool from the stands. It's not when you're facing it, right? Did you did you, if you remember? Do you remember everybody just stopped? Yeah, I do. <laughs> everybody stopped. The coach had to go. Hey, just get get back to the like yo. You see what's going on? <laughs> Well, uh, fortunately, we don't have to go all the way out there for this weekend's game. Uh, the Hoosiers, uh, they are in the midst of – they're better than last year, which is not saying much. <laughs> Aren't they giving away tickets to the games or something like that? Yes, yeah. uh, students are getting free tickets to the game on Saturday. They ain't that damn good. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have uh, – They've turned to Dexter Williams II as their quarterback. He is a sophomore. He started against Michigan State, and as, as I said earlier, he completed only two passes against the Spartans, which uh, Michigan State is not exactly known for their pass defense either. So uh, you don't know what you're going to get there. He he can run a bit. He's got 156 yards rushing. They've got a pretty good running back in uh, Sean Shivers. He's at 534 yards on the season, six touchdowns, but – India's offense has done them absolutely no favors this year. And uh, that's that's something Purdue needs to take advantage of. I would say this is a slightly better team than uh, the Northwestern one we just faced. Don't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've won two conference games. Northwestern's only won one. So I'll say, I'll say slightly better. They got lucky, it sounds like. <laughs> uh, they beat uh they beat illinois in the season opener which looks like a pretty good win now and then uh beat michigan state last week but other than that they've they've not done a whole lot of anything they have 
lost their predicted games to Michigan by 21. They lost to Ohio State by uh, by 42. They lost to Penn State by 31. <laughs> uh, the ones that really hurt them right now is they lost to Rutgers by seven and Maryland by five. And if they'd had those two right now, they would be bowl eligible. But alas, they are not. Yeah, I'm not too worried about this. What this is the what? What what string quarterback they on? I think he's the second or third stringer. Um, and I know that's one of the big wins we had last year. Is they were down to a walk on a quarterback. Um, I'm not sure exactly why they went away from uh, Connor Basilak because he was the starter for most of the season. But uh, they went with. Uh, they went with Dexter Williams, even though Bazelak was back. So apparently they thought Williams was better in practice. Uh, they just try to get him some reps before the year goes out because they're not going to see no bowl games. So they're trying to get, get him some live action. Yeah, I, I can oh. see that. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing what they got to work with going into the offseason. <laughs> don't, don't think of this game as much more. They're going to try and hype it up, but Come halftime, this should be over if Purdue does what they're supposed to. Yeah, and that that's kind of what we need to see because we we let Northwestern hang around. It, it would be very nice to just have this one safely in hand for much of the second half, especially <clears throat> on the road. I mean, as long as it's not windy, I mean, I feel like we should be all right because it seems like our OC shuts it down when it's a little windy. <laughs> <laughs> Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. I don't know what else to call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking here, and during your time, you were three and four or three and one in bucket games. What What are some of your favorite memories of the bucket game? Uh, my first one, which was my first start ever, and <laughs> I remember being super nervous just because it was like, all right, you finally about to start. You don't got none of these older guys to to worry about. It's time to show everybody what you've been trying to tell them during these like boiler bowls, or what you sort of call it. <laughs> um, the last one we got the got it back. Yeah, I remember that one. That was that, Tiller's that was, final game. Yeah, that was super fun, but I don't remember if it being Tiller's final game. It was more so. I remember like us just we were so worked up about the game like last year we lost it. We didn't want to go out as that senior class that didn't win the, the bucket game. So that was it was big for us in that case. Well you won sixty two to ten. <laughs> I mean they take wanna run it up on, on them guys when they can. <laughs> I believe it. They say I got I I got mine in early and then I I stopped seeing the ball. <laughs> you only had sixty one. I'm like I got that game up. You only had sixty one yards, but you had three touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. I got my numbers in earlier, then I ain't see the ball no more. It was cool. <laughs> I, I wasn't mad. We were winning. It was seeing game. I got got three touchdowns. I can't be too mad. It would be yeah. nice to be. But. It was all good. I got my three touchdowns. Those are the big numbers I was also looking for. But I'm, I'm, that's, I'm short that 128 on the yards. I could have used that. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, you're you were right in your first start. You showed him you had 137 yards and three touchdowns in that first bucket game for you. So Purdue won 41 14. You outscored him yourself. So yeah, it was it was it was, it was a fun game for me for me. <laughs> I, I seem to remember you always played well against them. Uh, I gotta look up your other two now because uh, let's see. Because uh, I, I know you had that big game there, like you said, your freshman year. And then 2006, uh, that was the really sloppy one. We won 28 to 19. And you had 63 yards and a touchdown. And then 20, 2007, that was the one uh, where they finally ended the long streak on the last second field goal. And it looks like they should have uh, – should have given you the ball more, man. You had 46 yards and two touchdowns. So you just – you had like nine touchdowns <laughs> against Indiana alone, man. That's impressive. <laughs> hey, if you look at my stats, like, it's consistent. Throughout. Like, I always had one or two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Like, I just – I was a – I scored, like. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I had a lot of yards, but it's because they didn't give me the ball that much. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, nine touchdowns in four games, and you won three of them against Indiana. That's that's pretty good, sir. I, I'm impressed. That's nice. Hey, I ain't the touchdown leader for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think the keys are to Saturday facing a, a struggling offense? And you know, you you're. Do you think coming off a game that we're just kind of lackluster? You're a bit banged up now because I know they said that uh, starting center Gus Hartwig is out for the season now, and they expect a couple of other guys may miss this game. You know, what do you want to see happen on Saturday, aside from a win? Man, if we can get up real fast, O'Connor throw for a quick 300, Jones get his two touchdowns in. If McAvee is healthy and ready to go, get him one. No, let him play. He's a freshman. Let Let his ass play. Still has an outside shot at 1,000 yards this season. I mean, yeah, let, let him go. He's a freshman. Plus, he's still trying to earn that money. I mean, in my eyes, he's earned it. But go ahead and let him play if he's able. Let, let, let the guys get, get their uh, touches in us, seniors. Other than that, I, I'd like to see us get up big, maybe three or four touchdowns, four to be more comfortable. But – the defense just play shut down like I've been playing all season. I don't see much from this offense. So I don't think they can keep up with this uh scoring wise. And you know, we we've made some quarterbacks look good this year that haven't played well, but you you got a guy who completed two passes in the last game. I mean uh. that, could be a, that could be nerves, game plan, coaches wasn't confident in him. You know, it's it's too many things to go into that, but he he might complete at least three this week. Give him that. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Well, I think with that, we can start wrapping things up here. Like I said, we kind of talked about both the Northwestern game and the upcoming Indiana game uh, all in one tonight because it is Thanksgiving this week. And we just want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Enjoy your families on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. I'll be in Bloomington there to hopefully watch us keep the bucket, get an eighth win on the season. It's it's so fun to say 
eight wins in a regular season. It's been a long time since we've been able to say that again. And to do it back to back would be nice. And I'm thankful of that. Yes. <laughs> Thanksgiving. I'm very thankful of that. All righty. Well, for Corey and myself, Travis Miller, and we wish you a happy Thanksgiving and boiler up. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online.